Nicky Law. It is long, there's Morris, and here's a goal maybe. Yes, Chesterfield score! Marvellous moment! Chesterfield take the lead from that ploy that has worked so often. Lorma gets the goal, Chesterfield arms raised in salute, and Nicky Law's throw-in leads to the breakthrough for Chesterfield. Hi everyone, Dave here. Now, I've come out on the road today uh, to the deepest, darkest depths of Dewsbury uh, to visit Matchwinner HQ to talk about their link-up with Chesterfield FC uh, as part of their new retro range of football shirts. Now, Chesterfield had an incredible uh, range of shirts under Matchwinner uh, back in the 1990s. Uh, there was the 4-4 draw at Liverpool shirt, there's the Berry playoff final winning shirt, and obviously as well, there's that iconic green and white away shirt, which everyone is going to be after. Uh, I've come to have a chat with Alistair, uh, who is their designer here at Matchwinner. So here we go, let's have a look inside. Yeah, so my name's Alice Swords. I'm the head of design here at Forex Group. Um, we hold Matchwinner brands as well as a few other brands. Uh, yeah, just enjoying the process of bringing some some old Matchwinner shirts back to life. Obviously, a lot of excitement around it, so just looking forward to doing doing it justice, bringing some exciting new ranges around it, um, some off-field wear and stuff, and some fashion wear, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll meet expectations. Great. So you've obviously got you've got my Chesterfield shirts here yeah. uh, from back in the day. It's kind of three of the four, I think, Chesterfield ones. And we were with you kind of from 1990-ish to about 1996. So when it comes to replicating a shirt from 30 years ago, how do you start? Because obviously <laughs> time is a lot different now. Everything uses different materials now, yeah. different fits. So how do you kind of be truthful to an iconic shirt? but kind of modernise it so that people actually want to wear it. Yeah, so that probably is one of the challenges. I mean, ideally 95% of the time we do get a chance to see a real shirt, which obviously makes the whole process a lot easier. You can feel it, you can look at the clothes properly, um, how the badges are applied, how the logos are applied, all that sort of thing, how the collar sits. Um, obviously, like we're discussing, especially 25, 30 years ago, the fits of football shirts were just nothing like you see today. Like, they weren't performance garments, like the sort of things you see where they're highly engineered to yeah. You know, fit an athlete's body and ventilation and all those words that throw about now. So, get a feel for it. I mean, first thing you usually look at the fabric, uh, especially a lot of the matching shirts we're seeing is this jacquard effect, which is when you have mm. like the stripe or shine or some pattern knitted into the shirt. Uh, fortunately, we usually can do that. We usually can get the pattern, replicate it, and get the fabric knitted bespoke. Mm. Um, 
and then it's just looking at all the details and seeing how we can build those, what's possible within our, our manufacturing capabilities or maybe like we're discussing within the quantity that, that we're doing it in. And yeah, um, put something together, sort of, there might be logos that we've got to re-digitise from photos and stuff like that, might be quite a yeah. basic process or we might be able to find things or, and yeah, sample it, compare it, See what so I mean, sometimes that's a process where you do it once and it's perfect. Sometimes it might take five iterations, that's just how it goes. Obviously we've got procedures in place to try and get it as bang on as we can first time. Yeah. Doesn't always work like that. <laughs> and yeah, and then again like we're speaking, just assessing, okay, it might not be indistinguishable to the original, either because of things that were possible and readily available thirty years ago that aren't now because nobody's doing them because trends have moved on, or it might just be that even though it looks like A, the original one, if I was someone buying that product now and I might wear it to the match or I might wear it to the shops or something, yeah. am I going to want to wear that as it is? And yeah, it's just a bit of balance and that's... So in, in the range of shirts that you've had to redesign during this whole process, where do the Chesterfield ones fit in terms of kind of complexity? They're relatively simple, I'd say. Um, obviously some of the wacky designs that talked about the, the Berry FC ones, yeah. they, they can just be a nightmare to look at and think how on earth are we going to accurately sort of represent that. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially these ones, the block colours or the, the green stripes, mm. it's pretty basic from a design point of view. Um, so yeah, yeah. we're like we're with those ones, we're friends <laughs> with those ones. So during this whole process then, do you have to just collect a lot of old shirts. Pretty much. Because yeah. you need to see the original, don't you, to be able yeah, to definitely, um, definitely. replicate it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we're all just we're all a bit geeky. <laughs> so we're all on eBay and stuff, or seeing things that pop up here and there. And yeah, it's, it's a fun process. That's the fun bit. Yeah. It's the bit where you're getting frustrated because things aren't quite turning out how you're expecting. So that's obviously the... And obviously you've got like cost to consider and all that mm. sort of thing when it comes to the commercial side of it. But yeah, just the collecting shirts and inspecting things and like the old jackets we've got and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they're all just, all just a bit geeky. <laughs> so how do you get into something like this? Uh, pure coincidence. Um, yeah, just always, always been a football fan. Um, so I think that probably does help me, not just with the retro shirt, but when we're designing sort of um, white label ranges for sort of our professional clubs that we've done a lot of stuff for. Mm. Um, it's easy to sort of look at it and think, right, I, what do I see at the match? What are fans wearing? What do fans want to wear? What do fans sometimes feel like there's a gap in their club store with, um, like you were saying, there's maybe lower league clubs that are just used to off-the-shelf products. How can we offer them something that is within like their budget, the club's budget, their capabilities in terms of how many pieces of things they're going to buy and sort of deliver products that you know, are going to A, sell and B, that fans are going to happy with and keep going back to the club store so everyone wins, the fans win, the clubs win and obviously we get to sort of yeah. keep building new ranges, new garments, new things like that. And it's funny with these shirts because a lot of, a lot of match winner shirts from that era, mm -hmm. kind of early mid-90s, uh, I think it's fair to say, I don't think I'm being unkind, where a lot of them appear on the cult shirts list mm -hmm. for any club but they also appear on the, like, yeah. terrible football shirts <laughs> yes. of yeah. the past. I think that's why it's, people it's love them. It's interesting, isn't it, yeah. how they both kind of hit those... I think, I think that is why people love them, like... For example, if Chesterfield with Puma, they're going to get a royal blue shirt every year. Yeah. It's, it might have a different colour, or it might have a white colour, or a 
red trim or something like that, but it's going to be the same shirt, whereas I can't imagine some of these <laughs> have sort of blended into obscurity. So I, I think that is why people love them, especially at the time, I think ugly was better, mm. or the more in your face was better, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that is part of the charm. Yeah. Like, like we were saying earlier, a lot of these shirts by today's standards are probably shabby in terms of like how they're produced and that sort yeah. of thing, but if you're a football fan, you don't look at that, you just you fall in love with the shirt. Yeah. You don't go to these shirts for like quality and fit, no. do you really? You go for that kind yeah. of retro feel to it. Yeah, I think, again, as a football fan, I think I resonate with that. You don't fall in love with, you like, me personally, a Chef Knight fan, I've not seen much success in my time, but I fall in love with players from seasons of absolute mediocrity, mediocrity or I've got a favourite shirt that's from a season that we might have been relegated or something. It's just, yeah. it's just the sort of thing that you fall in love with for no reason. <laughs> so there's loads of partnerships going out with various yeah. clubs at the moment, mm -hmm. uh, which must have been a really interesting process, finding all of these different clubs to then, yeah, I mean, to then work with. Yeah, just... I think they came to us as soon as everyone saw like match winners coming back. It was great. <laughs> we were we were struggling to sort of keep up with keep up with people rather than having to sort of go out and find people. So yeah. I think that speaks to the brand, speaks to the fans' feelings. Obviously, I think a lot of tweets you go on and people are saying like, "To my club, get in touch. Why are we not doing this?" So it's great. I think I was one of those. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was one of the first people going. We need to get on this straight yeah. away. So it's great to hear that we yeah. are. Um, so obviously the website's launching mm -hmm. imminently, in fact it'll probably be out when this is out. Exactly. So um, yeah. are you kind of excited to see what the, it's yeah. a trepidation or is it excitement when you then launch this? Yeah, it's, it's excitement, like I say, it's a bit of a new field for us in terms of sort of going straight to retail, but I mean, I'm confident we'll do the products justice, that will, you know, people will be happy with them and that's, that's, that's really all, all that needs to happen is that we create a product that's a good enough throwback to the originals that people are happy with, feels that represents their club and that they're happy to, to receive. So I wonder when you see the first one in the wild. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're going, yeah it's, one that is a weird thought, like since we've <laughs> got into doing retro shirts for the clubs and stuff, obviously pre-match when I've seen them on telly and stuff, it's, mm. it's mad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like looking to make sure there's no defects on them or anything. <laughs> and as well as the shirts, I suppose there's the like before there's other things that come along with yes, that. Like watch. back in the day there was training jackets and there's yeah. I mean there's a the bags there and things yeah. like that. There's loads of stuff, isn't there? So yeah, is this just lots. something that's just gonna keep I think expanding so, yeah. over time? I think so. I mean Match Winner is itself now it's a heritage band. When it was alive and kicking it was just a brand that produced sportswear goods. Mm. Um, so obviously that's one thing we're looking at is how can we sort of look back but also take it forward. What can we do with it going forward? How can we improve on sort of what's already, the offering that's already out there in terms of like technical kit suppliers as opposed to just retro fashion shirts. Um, obviously as well as just the retro shirts from back in the day, we've got all the leisure wear, some of the horrible looking jackets and stuff. And <laughs> so again, how we can do them justice, but also be something that someone wants to wear and buy in 2023. So yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. So how's this gonna, kind of work, work commercially with clubs then? Are people going to order straight through match winner and through um, club yeah, shops so or is it going to be a bit of a mix? We're sort of taking that option but I think a lot of clubs are eager for sort of like us to take on their licence, mm -hmm. so the licence sell them and then we can build products. Okay. Obviously working with the clubs on those products so a shirt won't go out until the club's happy with it because obviously yeah. it's their fans at the end yeah. of the day. Um, but again it, we'll be looking to sort of do quick turnaround things, things like mugs and those sorts of things which are obviously great for mm -hmm. everyone and stuff like that, you know, yeah. for 
So I think that stuff is sort of what guys are still working on. But yeah, obviously with Chesterfield, the, the case of guys come to us, get all of their all of their stuff. But it's worked. We, we work with the club to that. We've not just sort of gone out and created our own product and said, "Here you go." Yeah. So yeah. So so finally then, as of all of these Chesterfield shirts, that you, which one do you like best? I like the green and white one. You like the green and white. Yeah, but I've always been I've always been an away shirt fan. Yeah. I think it's hard to I'd be used to having a home shirt, but away shirt, especially then, club shoes go wild. So yeah, green and white one for me. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for having a chat and good luck with everything. What are you working on at the moment then? Is it a whole bunch of different? A whole clubs bunch of things. Yeah, a whole bunch of different clubs, a whole bunch of different ranges, different products. Um, yeah. Again, just looking at what we can do with a brand outside of just retro shirts. So we're sampling things, we're building products, developing things, trying stuff out, getting opinions, all the fun stuff. Yeah. But obviously it'll all be worth it when clubs start hitting, when products start hitting clubs, club shelves and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah exciting. And in a few years time, we'll be back to having a Chesterfield Sheffield United derby at some point, maybe. I, I hope You're not. Hoping not. Unless you do really well, yeah. <laughs> I hope not, but we'll see. So. We'll see. <laughs> Great, thanks very much. Thank you. Seems to be handball against Rosenthal. Hebber though for Chesterfield. Car first time. And Liverpool looking for offside. It's not given. It's Norris. He's in the clear. 4-2. His second of the night for Chesterfield. Their fourth. He can celebrate. Chesterfield can as well.